The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I'm here, I answer the call whenever they call me, and I'm here to take on everybody. Eric Ebert. He's adjusting his grip right now. That's beautiful work. Darren Stewart by submission in round number one. My coach, Michael Russell, said just put it on. You know, you might not feel nothing doing it, but eventually they'll tap out. Darren, the dentist, Stewart! Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Listen to me, we're at it. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Matt and I, uh, we have a good, uh, good show planned for you today. We have both fighters. Uh, we had Leon Edwards a couple days ago, and now we have both fighters from the opening bout of the main card. This what? Uh, yes, we do. Uh, of course, uh, Bilal Muhammad against Leon Edwards is the main event. And the opening fight on the card, Eric Anders and Darren Stewart, who I'm really looking forward to uh, to speaking to. I'm pretty sure we've had, I know we've had Eric on. I think it's been a little while. Oh, we've had him. And Darren Stewart has not been on. Eric, man, I love his nickname. Yes. Yes. Uh, what, is it? what is it again? The, um, oh, uh, wait a minute. What is it? You'd have to look. But I listen, to me. and while you're looking at the people who are listening, they don't understand that. Why do you have to mock me with that shirt now? Is it just laundry day today? You, you wore it last one, last episode. Oh, I'm, yes. I, oh. You're wearing it. I think you're wearing, I think you're doing it on purpose to kind of like, like, kind of like fuck with me without really. No, I want people to go buy the shirt. And no. I also, I didn't realize I was wearing it. I would, plus they can mix and match sometimes. You know, they like to mix and match. So I, I like, if they ever put out a, a best of video, I want to look the same and all that. I don't care if people, ah, the podcast, ah, forget I'm wearing it now. But if you'd like a free shirt, my friend, I'll be happy. You know, I love you. And I'll always be happy to share, send you a free shirt. You know what, Jimmy? I, this is what's going on. I know the main event. Yeah. I know a couple of fights, what's going on, but I purposely. Yes. Did not look at the fights this weekend, the card. Because I I want to be surprised, and I like to because you listen, man. Yeah, we just watched fights last week, so I don't. You you might you know I, I like to keep it fresh. I like to find out and get excited on air. You understand? Oh, on air, you're not going to wait till Saturday and just turn it on. No, not at all. We, I'm talking about we're going about to. 
We're going to go over it right now, pretty much. Oh, after we talk to Eric. Eric Anders is ready. Yeah, boy. I'll tell you right now, I like the haircut. It's new. Okay. I appreciate you. You know how to get faded. You know what I'm saying? Before I get faded on Saturday, or I run a fade on Saturday. (laughs) You let you let it grow out, don't you? Sometimes, like, don't it feel like better after working out? Less, like, you just put your head under a fucking faucet. No, man. I I tell you, the the thing that I noticed immediately whenever I cut my hair is the wind on my neck, and man, it just feels orgasmic. You know, it's hot, it's steamy, and then you cut your hair and you walk outside, and it's like (sighs) feels great. It sounds, I can't relate at all, but it sounds yeah. like I'm you're sure talking to a ball I had it at one point too. And it's just after a while, people, my hair was such shit that like, even in high school, like in the late eighties, people just get a crew cut, get rid of it. Like it was such an awful. So I've kind of been without it for decades. And I love it. I hate having hair. I would never want it again. <laughs> I like that we start off just fucking talking about hair. Well, you know, you yeah, made an observation. You, wig, you know, relive the old times. <laughs> How you doing, man? How are you? Man, I'm doing great, doing awesome, feeling good, feeling great. You know, as you can see, looking great as well. So, man, just uh, nothing to it but to finish cutting weight and uh, get in there on Saturday and have fun. Yeah, and how are you holding up through this whole uh, – I mean, you haven't fought. I think it's been a bit of, about a year, almost a year, about 10 months. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a while. Yeah, um, and, and so how has it been training through the uh, the pandemic and uh, and dealing with what's been going on? Everyone's kind of adjusted a new routine or new things that they kind of got used to doing. Man, you know, my life really hasn't changed at all um, since COVID. Um, to be honest, man, I never stopped training. The police tried to run up in the gym and uh, kick us out. But as soon as they left, we started training again. <laughs> um, and now everything's, you know, kind of, I don't want to say wide open, but Man, everything's pretty much open. You just got to wear a mask when you know when you're out in public. And you know, as far as the gyms and stuff are concerned, they've been open. So you know, I, I've I've been good to go, training hard, and uh, you know, just ready to fight at this point. Why has it been? Well, so why has it been a year now? Because you just weren't looking to fight, or were you just taking some? I mean, it's not nah, like- player. I'm I'm always looking to fight. Um, after the Jocko fight, I had eye surgery, so that sat me down for. Really, that's really, you know, I set me down till the winter. And then uh, I had a few short notice opportunities that uh, got away from me. So, you know, um, they actually offered this fight in January. But I was like, man, let me get a full training camp, you know, so I can cut weight properly, train properly, and uh, go out there and put on an exciting fight. So they moved it to March. You know, I could have fought in November. Um, right. But I was waiting on the COVID test result and by the time I got it back they had found a replacement already then I was supposed to fight in November um Antonio Arroyo um but had some health issues sent me to the hospital uh so they said no you're not fighting but uh different fight different story this go around yeah the eye issue was that from the fight you had to get some surgery or you had something I uh I had I had a wrinkle in my retina and, uh, man, it was really affecting, like, my depth perception and, um, you know, gauging distance. And, you know, you're a fighter. You know how important it is to know how far away somebody is from my fighting style. So, um, you know, the – yeah, you know, I had the – Was it floaters and stuff or no? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had seen, like, little black dots, you know, oh, floating around. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just not fun to fight when you can't see uh, – you know, really too well out of one eye. 
But man, I had eye surgery. So 100% been training, been hitting it. You know, I got still got a little bit of shine right here. So you know, I know it'll hold up. I know it's good. So man, you know, 100% confidence. I have never heard of a wrinkle. I know people that have had eye damage, but I've never a wrinkle. Is that from getting hit, or is that something that just occurs in people? Nah, it's definitely from trauma. Um, it is. What a wrinkle is like, I don't know. Like, I really wasn't too concerned with the right. uh, diagnosis. I was like, man, how long is it going to be before I fight? Can I fight? You know, these things. He said, yes, take some time. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah, eye stuff is so scary. I, like, I've had LASIK surgery before. It just went, went, and whenever you know they're doing anything to your eye, were you awake through the surgery or are you asleep through it? I uh, hell no. I told them they had to put me down. Oh. I had a PRK before, which is kind of similar to LASIK, but. Um, it is a corrective surgery, but man, they numb your eye. They put a little thing in your eye to keep it open. And then, you know, the doctor scratches a hole in your cornea with some tool and you can't feel like him scratching, but you can feel the pressure of the tool yeah. on your eye. Uh, You're awake and shit? Man, hell yeah. And man, That's like some eyes wide shut. No, not eyes wide shut. Clockwork yeah, orange. Man. It's like clockwork orange. Another six, that's another man, fucking six. crazy. And the first one I got through, when he did the second one, man, I was nervous as shit. He was like, all right, don't move. And I was like, man, I'm going to try my best not to move. And then uh, after he scratches the hole, he zaps it with a laser, and then, uh, you know, that's it. Do you have any more floaters? Like the thing, the black dots that people don't know what that is when you see the black dots. Do you have any more? Yeah, nah, nah, man, my vision is perfect now. You know, it's like 20. Actually, it's better than perfect. It's 20, 25 now, so. Um, I don't, I think it was, I forget what it, my, it was my right eye. I forget what it was, uh, with that wrinkle, but man, it was just, you know, distorting my vision shit was blurry. And so, but like I said, we're good to go now. Yeah. But it's whatever's the eye and like, it, how long did it take you as soon as you're healed up and you know that you've had this procedure, how long does it take you to get comfortable getting hit? Like, cause you know, you're healed, but there's still that thing where, Hey, they just did surgery on your eye. So does it take you like a month of training before you're okay? And you're a little like mentally. Um, yeah. I, I didn't spar, you know, I even rolled with the headgear on. Like I had like the catcher's Smith catcher's right. uh, face mask thing on. It's like a, it's a headgear with like a metal cage on the front. And uh, I wore that for a little bit, but you know, that started pissing me off because when I did start sparring and I would get hit, like it would come down and like bust my lip. And so I was just like, man, you know what? Fuck it. And then uh, I started training without it. You know, just kind of went to the body because, um, you know, and then uh, eventually just went back to training full speed, full tilt. And here we are. Now you get Darren, you get the name Darren Stewart. And uh, even though he says he's coming off a loss with, uh, Kevin, Kevin Holland. It was yeah. it was close. That was a great close fight. Fuck. I know Kevin wasn't happy with it afterwards, and I'd have to watch it again. I, it was a while ago, but I remember it being, you know, somewhat. I mean, very close. Yeah, sure. You know, what was the? You get his name. Did it get you excited, or was is is, is your mindset just just give me a body? You give a fuck. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I really don't turn down fights. You know, so yeah. that's just the name that came across on the paper. Nothing personal with me. So, you know, it's whatever. Yeah, he's uh, that. That was a great fight. And it, does your does your mentality change coming off a loss at all? Um, some guys do, some guys don't. And and his, uh, you want to fighting a guy who's both coming off uh, a loss. Does does it ch anything change for you when you're coming off? Is there a slightly um, more urgency or not? Not really coming off a loss, but for this camp, uh, man, I sacrificed a lot and did a lot. You know, uh, haven't seen my wife and kid, uh, wife and kids for two months. I've been out here in Arizona training. 
Um, we bought a house. I spent the night and came out to Arizona the next day. So, you know, um, now I did the most for this fight in this camp. So um, I need to go out there and uh, show the improvement, the evolution, and uh, go out there and get a win. And that'll validate everything that I did. Fuck yeah. I also, I see here that you've been training with uh, somebody my size, Henry Shahuto. <laughs> yes. Yeah, man. You know, he, uh, you know, obviously I didn't roll with him or spar with him or nothing like that. But, uh, you know, he's just a fabulous mind and a very underrated mind. People don't even know because, you know, whenever they turn on the internet and they see Cejudo, they see the cringy stuff and the stuff that he says and does. But, man, I, I think it's, you know, he's, he's one of the rare people who can do and articulate what it is that they're doing. You've been around the sport a long time. I'm sure you've been around guys who, you know, 12th degree black belt, but, you know, can't really articulate, you know, how to do an arm bar correctly. They can just do it, you know, or maybe a wrestler can shoot a double leg, has a nasty double leg, but they suck at explaining the how and the why they can just do because they're so athletic. Um, you know, this guy is an Olympian, a two division champ, and he does an awesome job articulating the why and when and how to do things. That's interesting. You say that too, because you, you said that he's very different than people would say, and yeah, I guess it is important when someone has coached you, someone who can explain how to do something well. Some people are just really have a gift for for being uh, for simplifying and yet being very clear in an explanation, which is it just translates. And some people just can't do it to save their lives. Yeah, and you know, uh, usually it's like the natural athletes who have a hard time because. You know, now I played football with plenty of guys who were coaching now who they would just look at the playbook. Okay, this is what I do. And they would go out there and do it. And uh, but then you ask them why, you know, or, you know, why is it that you're doing that? Why is this happening? This and they're just like, shit, I don't know. I just, you know, <laughs> out here playing football, you know, yeah. or they're, 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 they don't explain it or they leave out key details. Um, but uh, man, he's an awesome. I think uh, if he decided to go into coaching, uh, later on, I think he's hitting at a comeback. Um, but if he decides to go back and go, go into coaching afterwards, I think he'd be a fabulous coach. When you're saying with the uh, the coaching, though, is it is it MMA in general, or is it like oh, these take these are such a great wrestler? Is it more just wrestling based? Or man, you know, we didn't work on wrestling at all, Ooh. at all, zero. Um, some striking stuff. Um, he's got this thing called the Art of War. Um, you know, it's kind of like his. Um, how do I explain his like uh, like his philosophy on fighting, you know? Oh, um, and it's it's really really good to hear like how he trains his training schedule. So now we didn't do a whole lot of like uh, MMA like physical training. It was more like okay, this is your training schedule. This is how you should train. You need to rest. You need to do this. Oh, you don't sleep. Okay, so you do this. You do that. And, uh, man, I think, you know, this is the best shape, uh, best uh, form of myself physically, mentally, and spiritually uh, that I've ever been in. Yeah, and by the way, it helps to be a good student when it comes to somebody teaching you something. Like, a lot of people are not good. At, like, some people could even explain it properly, and other guys are not good at picking up what is being uh, told sure. to. So, obviously, being teachable is really important, too. Now, I think being coachable is probably one of the better best assets uh, an athlete can have because now you see you see guys all the time, you know, you know, they'll have a record like, you know, 20 and 
five, but they're all five darts chokes. All his losses are darts chokes or whatever. You know, that that person is not being coachable because you keep getting caught in the same move over and over and over again. And surely there's a coach or somebody who's telling him, he's like, hey, dude, you need to work on your jujitsu. You know, you got, you know, 15 knockouts, but all your losses are submission losses. You can't wrestle, you know. And uh, that that's also a thing I've seen with fighters. You know, guys who are really good strikers may not necessarily take the same time to work on their grappling and vice versa, um, just because it's outside their comfort zone. So I think as an athlete, you have to step outside your comfort zone every day, you know. If you don't like striking, then, man, you have to strike, man. All fights start on the feet. And if you're a good striker, you have to know how to grapple or at least take down defense or and, and how to get up. Because guess what? If you got 15 knockouts, guess what every opponent from here on out is going to try to do to you? They're going to try and take you down. So um, I, I think there's a lot of ego in the sport. That, that's what I was just going to – I was wondering if that's – because it's funny. I, I watched the Stuart uh, Holland fight recently, and there's a funny moment at the end of the fight – uh, before the decision came in, when Kevin said to Darren, he goes, oh, hey, man, I'm sorry, I faded you on, it, it faded on you in the third, which I think is very funny for one guy to say to another guy, like before the decision is even in. But I think a guy like that seems to me like that's probably a pretty coachable guy, like a guy who who seems to have an awareness like, hey, man, I fucking I, I wasn't that great in the third. That seems to be a really great quality to have. Well, I mean, he may be aware of it, but and I'm just using you know, Kevin Holland is an example just because you brought him up. I mean, he may be aware, but has he gone back in the gym and worked on that? Has he gone back in the gym and fixed, you know, that issue? I don't know. You know, I guess he's fighting next week, so we'll find out because, you know, Brunson's going to come out there and, you know, wrestle a little bit. So we'll find out. Yeah. It's always, it's always funny how Brunson has kind of been seen now. I Maybe because he's been around for so long as kind of a, a like a, a gatekeeper, uh, which nobody wants to be like considered a gatekeeper. Um, has he fought since Shabazzian? I don't know if has he fought since then. I think that might've been his last fight. So. Right? Yeah, I think that was the last one. Why are you calling Derek Brunson? Because people are looking at like that. Like, like, like no, they looked at Michael. Hear that, Jimmy. Well, yeah, no, and he'd probably agree everything. with me. Because, I didn't say well, everything. Listen, I'll, I'll say this Jimmy said it. What is yeah, it? I, I think Brunson used to be one of those like high level athletes that, you know, just go out there and fight and he may win, he may lose. But now that he's been training with Henry Hoof, uh, consistently down there at Sanford. I think we've seen a resurgence of uh, of Derek Brunson. He seems to be more patient, calculated, not as wild ever since that Adesanya fight. Right. He just looks totally different. Well, that's kind of the point I'm making is that he's being inaccurately seen. Like people mistake him for mm-hmm, like this mm-hmm. gatekeeper. And Michael Johnson, I know, didn't like that either. Uh, you know, that, that label of being a gatekeeper, these guys kind of resent that. Uh, and I think they're very dangerous when they start being seen as like people look at me like I'm a gatekeeper. That's not when you want to face that guy. No, not at all. You know, especially when their back's up against the wall because, you know, they say when they have nothing to lose, that's when they're most dangerous. So, yeah, I, I just wanted to clarify because I don't want to interview Derek Brunson and have him hear what we just <laughs> said. He's going to show up. Man. He's going to pull up at the studio and ask you, what was that shit you were talking about? <laughs> yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I like to get Jimmy in trouble with the fighters sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I like that. I think, I think Jimmy dug his own grave on that one. I, I, maybe I didn't say it right, but I was trying to defend him and say that he's oh, not. Oh, we're first time I ever now. heard. Oh, okay. First time I ever heard Gatekeeper and Derek Brunson in the same sentence. But listen, I don't want to get my buddy in trouble. Shit. Um. Yeah. All right. Let, listen let, to me. Listen, Eric, enough of all what he said. Eric. It's over with. Yeah, I'm listen, finished. <laughs> I want to ask you, Eric. Give me, give me, give me something unrelated to MMA. What you give me a book you're reading, a series you're watching, a mountain you're climbing. I don't fucking know. 
but just well, give me something unrelated you're doing. Uh, man, speaking of books, man, I'm reading this book on uh, Genghis Khan. Uh, man, I love history. I love, you know, guys like Genghis Khan, Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar. You know, there's just something different about these guys that made them tick. You know, they uh, uh, just for example, like Genghis Khan, you know, if they say, you know, everybody knows, you know, he was ruthless and he killed a lot of people and stuff. But, man, he's the guy who started written history. Um, you know, he started trade. He let, you know, he wasn't intolerant to like other people's religions and stuff. So when he like conquered people, he still let them practice as long as they, you know, committed to him. You know, whatever, whenever I call upon you, you know, rise up kind of thing. So, um, yes, he is like ruthless and a barbarian and all these things. But, man, the guy, he changed the world, you know. Um, he started the Silk Road, conquered the world. Um, so, you know, there's just uh, – and check this out, Matt Sarah. They say that one in 200 people uh, is related to Genghis Khan on the planet Earth. Really? They One say, in 200 people. So wow. he was out there slaying. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he did a lot of fucking. <laughs> and I can imagine, you know, going out there, riding a horse into battle, you know, that's just got to be pretty stressful, you know? So I'm, I'm sure, you know, his testosterone, his endorphins were up. He's you, you know? Uh, laying so. some height. Yeah. Genghis Khan was laying something. He was out there. Man, hey, you might be related to Genghis Khan. Hey, man, I wouldn't bet against it. Have, have you ever done one of those history things like where you send in your I'm kind of want to do that like with, with like you're uh, sending your DNA or something or you send in saliva and they can kind of tell you your entire heritage. I'm, I'm tempted to, to do that. Oh, man, I haven't. But I think that'd be cool, you know, because, you know, we're all, you know, mixed up anyway. So, you know, uh, I think it'd be cool to see kind of where your roots are. What made you want to uh, read about Genghis Khan? Was it he's a guy you've always kind of just been fascinated with, or was there one thing you heard and then you went, you know what, I'm going to just read about this guy? Um, man, to be honest, um, nothing really. I've always been, I don't know if fans the word, but now nah, I've just always liked the guy. And I just kind of committed myself to reading books uh, more now. So man, I just, you know, who better to read about yeah. than, uh, you know, somebody who I'm already interested in because. There's nothing worse than picking up a book. You tell yourself you're going to read this book and it, you open it up and it turns out to be a shit book. Yeah. But this book, you know, it's, it's, it's fantastic. And I'm, you know, a little more than halfway through it. So now they're really getting into the, you know, who Genghis was and, you know, how he conquered these people and all this other good stuff. Can I, can I bring something up to both of you guys about the reading the books? Sure. Is it fair if I get into audio books and I start telling or talking to Eric next time. And I go, listen, man, I read five fucking books since I talked to you. But meanwhile, I'm in my car listening. I almost feel like, am I really reading the books? No. I might be listening. I'm listening. But when I tell you I'm reading, I'm kind of lying to you. No, uh, Eric, yeah. are these one of your books? Are you reading them? No, I'm reading the book. Yeah. Also, something that inspired me to, uh, to read is, man, I can't spell where the fuck. Oh, okay. my, my grammar is terrible and i have a oh, college degree that. i was like man i don't know if it's because i don't know how to spell the word like i know what the words are like you know what i mean and i know what they mean i know how to use them correctly but i can't spell them so i look stupid when i you know write an email or text somebody or whatever so i was like man maybe i just need to read more and uh my wife really you know she reads like a book a month you know so i was like man i'm, I'm not gonna do a book a month but you know I probably read, you know, 
less than 20 books in my life. So maybe with, you know, not counting count cat in the hat and shit, yeah. which, you know, it's a shame they're trying to cancel my man, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, you know, um, I just, you know, just wanted to do something different. Well, I find that fascinating. Now that, that is, a, that's what I'm talking about because Jimmy, he's actually reading the book. Yeah. That, listen, you know, what's not going to help him with his spelling listening to the fucking book. It might be entertaining. Yeah. It might be like, oh, that's nice when you're going through the Holland. Park. And then also, I think when like you listen to an audio book, it's almost like just watching a movie while you clean the house. There's no way you're absorbing all that information. It's just background noise. Most of it. So you're missing stuff. But if you read it, um, you know, I think you retain it uh, a lot more and you actually, you know, kind of store it in your mind. Is your focus good? My focus has gotten so bad in the last few years with like smartphones and computers. And there's so many ways to ping the brain with little hits of information. It's really hard for me to focus on a book. Are you good at that? Yeah. Or you have to make yourself? Um, nah. I mean, if, if, if I'm in a part of the book that's really good, I'll keep flipping the pages. But, you know, whenever I pick up the book, you know, it's not like I'm reading the book for four hours at a time. I tell myself, read 10 pages, you know, go do what you want. Then, you know, come back to it after training or before bed or whatever. So, you know, I'm not re I'm reading at a snail's pace. Don't think I'm flying through a 500 page book and, in, in, you know, a couple of days. I'm not. You know, I've been reading this book for over probably two months now. I think it's like six hundred and eighty something pages and I'm just halfway through it. So I just, you know, read a page here, read a page there, read 10 pages here. You know, um, with my ADD, dude, it's, it's impossible for me yeah. to sit down and concentrate. Even on the phone, I'll pick up the phone, scroll through for a minute, put it down. And then, you know, go find something to do. Yeah, it makes it hard to it makes it hard to focus. Uh, reading is much harder now than it ever was for me. And, and again, part of it is I have a little ADD myself, but it's also just there's so much, you know. Yeah, Amen. even when I was a kid, like there were no smartphones. You know, the best you could do was a Game Boy. And uh, man, it's just never been my thing to sit still and, uh, you know, sit there, read a book or sit there and complete a task. You know, I'd rather get up. You know, I was, I was I was that kid in school who was always out of my seat, you know, fucking with the other kids and not being rude or disrespectful or anything, you know, not trying to be, but man, you know, I'm just not one of those people who's made to sit. It's hard to sit still, man. You got to channel your energy somewhere. You got to. Yeah. You know, that's what I like about VR, because I can sit, I can stand, I can sit back down, my legs get a little, uh, uh, you know, you know, you know, I'm standing for a bit, Eric. Have, have you tried the, the boxing thing? Oh, fuck yeah. Thrill of the fight? I've done that before. Dana! Dana actually gave it a, a shout-out. Was Did it that know? or FitXR? Did he do that no, or FitXR? No, FitXR is different. That's a different thing where you're punching the balls of light. That's awesome. My yeah. wife is downstairs now doing that. She yeah. kills drenched. But that's like a, a, a fitness workout. But the thrill of a fight is actually you're boxing, guys. You're fighting. You weigh in. You You've done that, Eric, no? No, I haven't. Did you see Dana talk about it on his Instagram? I did. Yeah, yeah. And that's what he's talking about, Jimmy. Thrill of the fight. Did you get it, Jimmy? Do you get the box? Uh, I have it. Like former fighters, do you get the box like Muhammad Ali or Joe Frazier or anybody like that, or are they just random people? I don't know. You don't box those guys. I, there is a They have a Rocky, a Creed one or something where you box Oh, them. shit. There's other Bell ones Bowen, just boxing strangers and whatnot. But uh, it's wild, man. You know, I'm not doing that. I'm playing. You play like, against somebody? I don't think so. I don't think. You know what it is? I fucked with it a few times. It's fun. But to be honest with you, if you want to know what I really like, it's the Battle Royale Population 1. Oh, shit, man. Three-man squads, like six squads. You get dropped. 
and you just got to take out all the other squads. You're sniping motherfuckers. You're flying. I mean, there's no, my wife no, looking at me, and I'm fucking. It's listen. It's not a good look. All, but I'm all this is on the Oculus. Yeah. Oculus, Oculus Quest Two. Jimmy man, has Oculus. Hook your boy up, man. Let's go. So I don't, good. I don't, I, I don't like that. Matt loves that game. I don't like any game that interacts with other people. Like I want to just hang out with computer things. Like I don't want some nine-year-old telling me how much I suck. Like because I know that's going to happen. I'm awful. Does it hurt your feelings? Yes, and I know they're going to be better than me, and they're going to be right. And I just, I don't need that. So yeah, I like things that are only one player. I prefer. But Matt, Matt loves the uh, population one. Maybe nauseous. Like I get dizzy. A little antisocial, my friend Jimmy. <laughs> Slightly, yeah, a little bit. You got to adapt to the world, man. No, I know. I'm so used to being holed up now for the last year. I don't think I'm leaving the house. Are you guys in New York? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, based out of New York. Yeah, y'all are still uh, on lockdown and stuff. Everything's still closed and stuff. Not as bad, but I mean, you know, it's funny. A few lawsuits get filed. And all of a sudden, then everybody wants to open up. That's all you got to do is you, you file lawsuits. And uh, then all of a sudden, the government's like, well, hold on a second, man. Maybe we'll open to a, you yeah, know. You start fucking with people's money, man. They're they not going to have that shit for long. That's right. That's absolutely right. Things are getting, it's, you know, it seems like things are getting back to somewhat normal. Not not totally, but, you know, it's not like. One day. We were, yeah. Know, it was getting scary. Well, look, man, you know, uh, we always love talking to you, Eric. And uh, good. this is a great fight, a great opening fight for this card on this Saturday. Uh, you know, Darren Stewart is a really exciting fighter. You're a really exciting fighter. And uh, both coming off a, a loss. So, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to this. And, uh, you know, come back again, man. I'm happy you're all healed up and your eye is good and your health is good and you're ready to go. Anytime, brother. Anytime y'all ask, I'm here. All right. All right, Eric Anders. Thank you, buddy. Good talking yeah, buddy. to you. You put in the work training at the gym, on the court, at the track, wherever you go. You push your body to the limit. Now maximize your results. Discover how to unlock your inner champion with Thorne's high-performance sports nutrition line. With the most comprehensive line of NSF certified for sport products on the market, Thorne is the unquestioned leader in both quality and innovation in sports nutrition. With pre-built fitness bundles like Thorne's training bundle, you can jumpstart your training and fitness routines and help take your performance to the next level. Don't trust your body to anything else. Choose the supplement brand with the extensive third-party testing and the highest level of certification recognized in pro sports. Choose Thorn, the official sports performance nutrition partner of the UFC. Visit Thorn.com and use the promo code UFC10. That's T-E-N for 10% off. That's promo code UFC10 and you get 10% off, and Matt and I get the credit, and that's all that matters. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed.
this our first time talking to you, Darren? No. Yes. Yeah, first time. Hell first yeah. time, yeah. Well, listen, nice to meet you, buddy. We're, we're fans of your fighting. Oh, thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. You know, and listen, I just want to bring this up right away because I went to bat for you. Jimmy, early on. Now, you don't know Jimmy. He's a comedian. Little Jimmy. Okay. You know Jimmy's a comedian? But now he does. He's a very <laughs> famous comedian. So don't take this the wrong way. He, I was reading about your bio and how you did some ballet and stuff. And then Jimmy might have like chuckled like, ha ha, sissy. And I go, hey, Jimmy, we're going to talk to this guy. Don't even, don't you, you better do it to his face. Go ahead, Jimmy. What were you saying? Two things. I'm going to put this to Darren. Two things should tell you whether or not you should believe Matt. One, do I look like someone that would insult a fighter? And B, do you believe that Matt was reading? Like, does anybody (laughs) believe that Matt was reading a bio? Right there, you gave yourself away. Jimmy, he stood oh, up. He stand up off the bed when I said that. <laughs> I hope you didn't anger him. No, Aaron Stewart. When I read that, I was just telling this to Matt. When I read the the thing about dancing and ballet, the first thing I thought of was a, an NFL player named Lynn Swan. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He played for the Steelers in the late '70s. One of the greatest wide receivers ever. Um, and he attributed some of his uh, ability to make the catches and the movement to ballet. That was how people found out he took ballet. So has that helped you at all in your, in fighting the movement you got from dancing? Cause he said it helped him a great deal in football. Yeah. It's all about, I mean, when you're dancing, it's all about coordination, isn't it? And you use a lot of that in fighting. So it definitely does relate footwork, speed, etc. So I don't remember saying me saying doing ballet though. I did contemporary dance, but no, no, just talking about just to be dancing in general. I'm saying I should, I should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Dance in general definitely helps. Helps with, like I said, coordination, speed, um, endurance, because the tunes are long that you dance to. And also when you're leading the girl, you've got to be one step ahead. And same with the fight, you've got to be one step ahead. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it helps a lot. How was it, too, your last fight with Kevin Hall was such a great fight. And he wound up getting the split decision, but that was an incredible fight. Um, you seem very comfortable with that back and forth with him in the cage, which was fun because Kevin likes to, to, you know, kind of yap in the cage and you didn't seem uncomfortable with it at all. You seem very comfortable. And especially in that third round, you were, you were kind of, you know, giving it back to him, telling him, come on, Kevin, repeating what his corner was yelling at him. It was, it was fun to watch. Yeah, it's good, man. Cause where, where I'm from, you have to be good at two things in school, fighting and cussing. So it gets in people's heads and then cussing, whatever I'm used to, I give it back. We was talking a whole lot of shit in there, but I don't think they showed it on TV. It was a lot more. One time, we was going to talk or shake hands, whatever, and the referee was like, no, get back, get back. And we were both like, well, what's wrong with this dude? <laughs> that ain't that serious. Like, you know what I mean? Calm down, like, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm used to all that. I'm used to all that. Like the referee calm down? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can't see it. They didn't show on camera, but I think we just got in there. Now that sometimes you... You might run around, touch your hand or whatever it is. And we were just cracking joke before the fight starts, yeah. And then referee's like, no, like you two get back, get back to your corner. That just to say, like, you're gonna fight. And Kevin pulled her face and I pulled her face, and I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? Like, is he all right? Like, you know what's funny about that? That's because he's giving he's giving a, a different you guys have a, a good energy about what's about to happen, and he's giving a nervous energy of a like a different, you know what I mean? You're like, hey, dude, we yeah. got yeah. this. You know what I mean? We're not amateurs. I got what you're saying. <laughs> That's a yeah, special. calm down. Yeah, man. <laughs> Dude. And it didn't affect you know, the fight. You were dropping elbows. When you were saying that to him, you were throwing horrible elbows into his face. It wasn't like it affected you, what you were doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just like that. So 
crazy, man. <laughs> Where are you from? London. Oh, okay. So now growing up in London, was there a lot of a lot of fighting when you were a kid? I mean, were you from an area that you you kind of had to fight to to survive or, or did you just fall in love with it later through other sports? Yeah, a little bit like that, but it's more like that now. It's even worse now, you know? Like you're not even safe. Like, for example, when you're younger, you fight with each other, you couldn't get rude to an older person. Nowadays, the youngsters are getting rude to the older people now. And older people can't do nothing because the youngsters just pull out a knife on them. Oh, shit. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so it's, it's worse now than it was when I was growing up. So, Yeah, I guess that is, uh, yeah, very scary. Oh, see, oh, you know what? By the way, uh, let me apologize to you, Derek, because it does say in our prep, I so just so you don't think I'm crazy, it does say that you are a former student of contemporary dance and ballet and a hobbyist salsa dancing champion. Just so you know, I didn't pull that out of thin air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know about the ballet part, but yeah, I've done the salsa, I've done the contemporary dance, yeah. Oh, okay. First of all, the salsa thing, oh my good. So am I saying it right? Yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah, 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 you're saying it right, yeah, yeah. You say salsa the same way as the dip salsa? Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> the dance one, not the, not the sauce. <laughs> okay. Anyway, anyway, the next question. No, but that's got to be good for the ladies. Are you a single dude? No, 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 no. I'm taking No? All right, well, then let's miss- the next question. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, his then he goes to go in the other room. That's fucking great, Jimmy. We're missing a thousand with the whole. Oh, no, it's okay. I mean, you, you got It's an interesting combination, and there's a weird like dancing for me. Like, I'm not afraid publicly of most things, but dancing terrifies me. And I don't know why, but the idea of doing maybe because I'm such an asshole and I laugh at people who aren't good at it, and I know I'm not good at it. But there's, I don't think there's anything that makes me more uncomfortable than dancing in a, a public setting. It's terrifying. I was like that at first as well. Like, come on, when do you really see a big black guy go and do salsa? <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like that as well. And then it got to the point where I'm one of them people that if I find something new, I stick to it no matter what. So I was going there and I was this black boy in the club. Like, they're all Latin and I'm black. And then like, who's this big guy jumping about trying to learn? And it's all funny at first. And then I got really good at it. And then the same people that laugh, you start to respect you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just kind of just stuck to it. My missus is from South America. So that's why I had to learn it as well. So. Oh, shit. oh, okay. Now, yeah, I didn't just wake up one day and so I'm doing salsa. <laughs> yeah. I, all I know is, and I don't have an eye for this, like that Simon Pat, Powell, whatever the guy's name is. But let me tell you, I'm going out on a limb here. If I had to guess, Who'd be better on Dancing on the Stars? You or fucking, uh, who did that? Chuck Liddell. Liddell, Chuck I Liddell. Think you, I think you'd murder on that show. Chuck yeah. Liddell, I'll I love Chuck. Chuck's a nice guy, but I was afraid it was going to be like in Young Frankenstein when Frankenstein picked up the little girl and he threw her in shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, he oh, was like shit. Frankenstein on that motherfucker. And he's a great guy. Yeah. But I could see you. I could, <laughs> I could picture you. Definitely. Definitely. I'll definitely do it, hundred percent. People know. Well, if you know, you know. So. Well, are you uh, are you embarrassed easily? Like, are you an embarrassed? Like, you know, again, a big part of dancing is not wanting to be embarrassed. Are you one of those guys who does not get embarrassed that easily? Like, you're okay with that? Or no, I'm a, I'm a joker, it? man. I'm a joker. Like I said, that's why me and Kevin clash. <laughs> I'm a joker. I don't get embarrassed easily. What can people say? I'll beat him up. <laughs> I guess that does that. help. Yes. <laughs> you know what? I guess that does help. Like if you're not a good dancer and somebody says something, you know, you can go over and strangle them. That's got to be a, a, a nice feeling to kind of balance it out. Like I don't have the ability to do that. So I'd have to take it. 
<laughs> oh god. What's so great about like if Darren got on a show like that because they look at him and he looks strong and then all of a sudden he's moving nice. Oh, he can dance. And then they'll interview him. And I don't know if it's the English accent. He sounds very articulate. It helps with the accent. Yeah, Listen, the accent. They always sound smarter than Americans. If I can, I can have, if I had the same <laughs> attributes with the dancing and everything, and then they interview me, they're like, ah, the fuck is that? My accent's, yeah, what's that? <laughs> my accent's different than Darren's accent. Darren has a nice accent. It makes it sound intelligent. Do you, you think know? so? I don't, well, I don't the, know. I'm Jimmy. To Americans, yeah, the British accent. Um, Australian accents are very, very, yeah, but British accents, Americans don't like to admit it, but Americans are always intimidated by a British accent because a British accent makes American guys feel stupid. Always. I don't know why, but it always does. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's true. Yeah. I, I'll be the first to admit it. Most American guys won't admit that, but that, that's what it is. So now you grew up in, in an area where you fought a little bit. Did you have brothers and sisters? Were you an only child? And, uh, you know, what kind of a family did you grow up in? Yeah, I got brothers and sisters, and uh, I had a good upbringing. I'm not gonna lie, I had a roof over my head. You know what I mean? Went to school, done my work. I'm not one of them fighters that you know, like, oh yeah, I was in, the, I was in the, I was in the Gaza, man, and uh, I struggled, and I couldn't put my. No, I had all that. You know what I mean? I just chose to fight. You just like to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I chose to fight. So I did. I, well, it is like I said. I've done a lot of things. Like, I was always good at athletics. You know what I mean? So I, I got at sprinting. I was good at football. I was always, um, they used to call me a kinesthetic learner in school. I was never good at the theory side of stuff. I was always good with stuff to do with movement. And uh, I, mean, I had to pick once. I was doing football, that like semi-pro football, or I think you guys call it soccer. Yeah. Uh, doing semi-pro. And then um, and I was doing taekwondo as well. And it got to the point where I was juggling both. And I was getting a bit too big in it. So I was like, oh, i got to pick one. So I left football and stuck with taekwondo. And then, yeah, that's how I moved over from taekwondo to MMA. I'm one of the people that just do a lot of stuff that's active. Do you know what I mean? So I chose to fight. It wasn't like something, okay, I'm an actual fighter. Do you know what I mean? Well, I am, obviously. Yeah. That's why I had the vision to do this. But like I said, I had a good upbringing. Do you know what I mean? It was one of those things that you just, you kind of fell in love. Do you like the solo? A lot of fighters too, like who have done a lot of team sports before you talk to them when they're, and they kind of like the idea that they're solo in fighting. It's it's like, it's your own, you know, you live and die on your own. There's no one else to rely on. Uh, is that something about yeah. it that you like? Yeah, exactly, man. You ain't got to lean on no one's shoulders. No one lean on your shoulders, isn't it? It's just you and that's it. I've been, I, like, perfect what you just said, actually. Yeah, I grew up a lot with team sports. This is basically by yourself, man. Do you know what I mean? So it's better that way. It's just, it's just you. Focus on yourself. As far as the martial arts, take window was the first thing you did? Yeah, 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 yeah. When I was younger, yeah. When did you get your first arm lock in? Yeah, late, man. So when I went to MMA, I was in I was doing MMA for about maybe two, three years. I didn't start proper jujitsu until then. Three oh. years in. Yeah, yeah. I didn't just like I because I, I was hard. I was juggling both. I, I would do taekwondo twice a week and MMA class. MMA class. I wasn't specific. I didn't know about you have to go and do Muay Thai and jiu-jitsu and blah 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 and wrestling. It was just MMA. So I was doing taekwondo and MMA. And it got to the point where like, oh, I couldn't juggle both. So I went back to my master. I said, oh, how do you feel about me going to MMA? I got my black belt now. And I'm just thinking ahead now. Do you know what I mean? And he was happy with it. Um, so then I, I left taekwondo with MMA. And I was still doing MMA only for a long time. Won a couple fights. And then we spoke about it and said, yo, you know, we're going to get to the higher level soon. Let's start doing individual classes like jiu-jitsu. I was like, okay, what's that? I remember, I'm a stand-up guy in taekwondo. Do you know what I mean? So... 
I mean, that was new to me. That's the that's reason why I really got into MMA as well, because it's a mixture of everything. Do you know what I mean? I always think about life going ahead. Like, if it goes to a fight on the street, can you fight on the back? Do you know what I mean? Can you fight with clothes on? Can you? It's different. You can't just do stand up. Do you know what I mean? So I got into the sport because of that. And obviously, I want a future from it as well. So Taekwondo wasn't paying. It was a case of, okay, I got my black belt now. Yeah, I can go to one degree, two degree, three degree, whatever. And I might run out a horn and, you know, bring a couple of kids and adults in, but get to pay to go to competition and that. I never knew about getting paid. So I was really one step ahead, the reason why I got to MMA. Oh, shit. And, and, and when you first started doing the grappling, how'd you take to it? Did you fish the water? Oh, was it a little harder to learn? Big, yeah, big shock. I was like, what the hell is this? Different yeah. cardio, man. Different, 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 different. Claustrophobic, finding your back with no oxygen down there. It's different. It's different. It is different. How to remain calm. And that's how I had to learn the whole meditation thing and control your breathing and stuff like that, you know? So. Claustrophobic, it's interesting you said that because that's what it always strikes me as when you're, when you're on your back and someone has got their chest or stomach pressed on your face or even when guys will put their hand on your face. Is that how you finally got used to that? It was just controlling the breathing and, and making yourself calm down? Yeah. Yeah, just focus, man. Because it, it's weird, isn't it? You like you when you're there, you don't think yeah until you get used to like calming yourself down. So at first, it's like shit. What is this, man? I used to tap here yeah, just because of pressure. <laughs> you know, like someone just on you and just smothering you. Like, what the hell is this? I don't want to be here. Let's start again. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then it's like, okay, just control yourself. What's the worst that can happen? It's training. There's a clock on the wall here. Time's going down. You're gonna change partners, and if you go to a fight, like I said. You get stood up like it's not bad, isn't it? But then when you're not used to that, it's not that you're on the street where there's no rules in it. Someone just some big heavy guy just laying on you, and there's no rules, no one around. That's different. But in training, it's all controlled. It's okay. But you don't think like that when you start doing it. You start thinking the worst. I can't breathe down here. What the hell is this? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's very crazy, but I love it. Yeah. And and are you a good meditator? I'm a I'm a terrible meditator. I can't like are you good at making yourself just kind of focus and breathe or, or is that tough for you to do? Not all the time. When I have to, you know, when I have to do it, yeah, I can just get in that zone and remain calm when I have to do it. I used to do it a lot for about two years straight, like a lot every day, lunchtime, dinner time, before bed. And now it's like I just do it when I have to, when I'm in certain situations, or you know, like you're driving and People just talking shit to you on the street. Just keep moving, you know? <laughs> yeah. like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. It's important, Jimmy. Jimmy, don't yeah. get rage. I don't want no, you No, I do have it too, but I know enough to shut my mouth. Like, I, I, I don't... <laughs> I don't yell at, pe at like at old people because I'm like, I can't yell at an old person because I wouldn't yell at you or Darren. Like, so if I'm not going to yell at you guys, I can't yell at somebody old. It's just yeah. too much of a push. Yeah. So I, I, I keep my window up and I, I, I don't, uh, I try not to scream at people, but it's mostly for my own mental health, you know, like, you know, slamming on the, you just, you're angry all the time and you make angry decisions. And it's like, uh, sooner or later I'm going to hit somebody, and, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. Hey, Darren. Oh, uh, yes, sir. Enough of this MMA shit, like Jimmy likes to say. <laughs> Talk to me about either a book or a series you're uh, watching or a book you're reading. Well, tell me something's going on. Uh, MMA. A lot of a series I was watching, yeah, it's not in the UK. I only watch it when I travel for the UFC, uh, the 100. Oh, it, on Netflix. I've seen that on Netflix. I never watched it. Yeah, what very, very about? good. And I can only watch it when I come out here. So anytime I fight, I'll finish it. Oh. About these, 
these people that live on a spaceship, but they they found Earth, and then obviously they they make life on Earth, and it just goes from there. Basically, shit happens, plans form, blah blah blah, and they used to live in the they just live in space, but they're called they're called the Sky People, and people was on Earth, but they thought the Sky People were gods, and blah 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 blah. Very very good though, very good, very good. I like Jimmy. This is why, you know, I like to ask because I like to get turned on to new shows, you know? Yeah, loads, man. Another one I watched with my missus, um, The Money Heist. What's that? Yeah. Is that a movie or a, sh- uh, a show? Series, series, series. It's a Spanish series, but they have it in English. Everyone watches it. Um, bank oh. robberies and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. We've asked other fighters, and they they said the same thing: the money heist. I don't remember that. You know, yeah. I, I don't remember hearing that. No way. Is, is the money heist? Is it a, a scripted show, or is it like just based on real uh, events? I think it's a scripted show. I didn't get that. I didn't get that too into. I just watch it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't yeah, watched very, anything. Very I typically watch stuff that's more like biographical, like those series, those docu series that will have like, you know. Uh, uh, true crime stuff. I guess I've gotten kind of addicted to those. I haven't watched a good series okay. in a while. Yeah, I'm more of a series person now. Man. Films are just boring, man. Yeah, yeah, they, like, yeah man. I'm more of a series person now. I watching. Um, I finished watching. Uh, was it was it Van Helsing as well? That was a good one. Oh shit, Van Helsing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, with a girl. She's a Van Helsing. Yeah, it's good, man. It's good. Our buddies in watch a few things. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the actor we we've talked to. What, what good good friends we are. We can't remember his name. Fucking <laughs> it's a nice friend. <laughs> he's huge. He's up there. He's like six foot something. Uh, yeah. Alex. Alex uh, what's his name? I'm fucking it up. But I'll get it when we're off. Yeah. Nothing. But you know what I've been watching, what? and it's not just because it's shot in in London back in the day. Peaky Blinders. Yeah, I need to get onto that, man. I need to get onto that. My coach is watching it, so I need to get onto it. It took me a bit, but uh, oh yes, I got it right. It's Alex. I'm saying, but, it, but it's spelled weird. Alex Ponovich. Ponovich, yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't know. Okay, it was okay, okay. I knew it was Alex Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make Alex feel like we're not buddies. I like Alex. Is a big huggable guy. <laughs> we love Alex. We're just idiots. That's the, yeah. It's just the difference. Not his <laughs> fault. We're <Yeah>. stupid. <laughs> you know, but yeah, give that just. I like Peaky Blinders. It took me a little bit to get into it, and then I got. Now I'm in. Now I'm on the second season and. And yeah, bro, I need to watch yeah. it, man. The guy from Birmingham, something like that, the, the gangster, something like that, something yeah. like that, isn't it? I need you to know, watch I, it. All I know is the lead guy is from a movie called 28 Days Later, a zombie flick. That's okay. One the, it's one of the better ones. And uh, he's great in it. He's great in it. The acting is great. You know, Jimmy might like it. There's some sex scenes. Mm. He's a little pervert. I don't know theory. Jimmy, besides <laughs> a comic, he's also a little pervert. Well, <laughs> yeah, but. TMI. I'm sorry, Darren. That might be a little TMI for you. Nah, man. Straight to the point. Straight to the point. Is it um the Peaky Blind? Is it a series? It's a series. Yeah, yeah. it's a series, it. and it's on Netflix by me out here. Well, I'm gonna start with today. Then I'm gonna start today. Okay. And uh, also Vikings. I have to always add in there because that's just you know, mm. as a fighter, I have to add in Vikings. Because fuck. Yeah, I need to watch that, man. I need yeah. to watch that as well. Well, Darren, look, man, uh, obviously the opening fight uh, of the card against Eric Anders, uh, it's, a, it's a great fight. You're always a fun fight uh, fighter to watch. You know that you're Thank exciting. You. Um, so it's really good talking to you. We'd love to have you back on and, and good luck. Please, on yeah, man, this is uh, this is fun, man. Please, again, again, this is fun. That's yeah, what, that, he means it too, Jimmy. Yeah, he no, I know. I know. That, to say, oh, maybe I'll come back. He, me, I can tell Darren is yeah. going to be a friend of the show. 
I'm excited about it. Yeah, Darren, man. Nice to meet Please, you, man. man. Yeah, definitely, on. man. All right. Definitely Matt, lied. Home, man. Matt, Matt lied in the beginning, by the way. He lied. You know he lied. He lied. Uh, about the ballet thing? 100% yeah, lied. I lied. 100%. Can't nobody right. stay mad at you, little Jimmy. I don't need Darren angry at me. All right, buddy. Good yeah. talking to you, all right? <laughs> uh, thank you very much, guys. Take care, yeah? The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Yeah, I like, I like Darren. Uh, he's a fun fighter to watch. See? That's Jimmy. Uh, fight with Kevin Holland. Look at my face. I Great. get happy when I have a new friend. Look. Yeah, I know. Don't, don't take that back. I, that was weird. But listen to me. I get happy. He, that was a nice. I like him. He was fun to talk to. Yeah. But most guys, I can't think of a fighter that we've had that I didn't like. Like, I, I, maybe there is one, but I can't think of a guy that I we've had. I like on. the time that, that uh, Tony Ferguson called in. Actually, no, that was you. <laughs> that was you. That was the, the best fighter call we've had. Ever. The only time, what's that? That was the best fighter call we've ever had. Was Tony only time I ever got mad, Jimmy, is I like this. I like when I go, what's that? And you started saying it again, and I talk over you again. That's okay. Tell me to shut my big yap up. No, I don't care. We're just hanging out. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, the only time I ever got a man, and it was you. It wasn't even a fighter. Listen, no. let's talk about the card, because I told you before, I know a couple of the fights, and I want to look at it live, so I get excited. Yes. Well, or I have to. I'm professional, not looking over my notes. What do you say? I have I to leave. I have to leave because of the time. I have to broadcast something in five You're minutes. Fucking flat lever. And I have to. What do you? I want to go over the card. Let's go over it real quick. No, well, Jimmy, you can't be late. You can't be late. I have to. <laughs> Why do you, you have to what? Be late? No, 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 I have to, yeah, I have to broadcast. Right, let's, let's get out of here then. But, but no, why do you make now you make me feel bad. Hold on, let's see. Let's do the opening. Um, Stewart against Eric Anders. Sometimes I say Anders. I know it's Anders. Um, uh, let's just do, we'll just do a couple of fights. Couple. Yeah, what do you think? John Edwards versus... Oh, dude, I, you know what? Let's not even do picks. I just love everybody. It's going to be hard for me. I, and we don't even need... Let's just watch the fights and talk about All it. All right. Uh, you know what? I'm... I find myself, as much as I do like doing picks, I find myself when I do a pick, rooting for the guy I picked just because I picked him. Well, because you like to rub shit in my face. I usually pick opposite. You always like Yeah, but I don't like do, I don't enjoy that. A shitty I, winner. We call I, it. But I don't like that. Like, I don't want to root for someone just because I picked him. Jimmy. I'll tell you right now, next week, we're back to picks. If this following week, this fight. Uh, we we can do that. 
Yeah. Let's do that, Jimmy. All because right. right now, I'm just looking forward to watching Leon Edwards versus Bilal Muhammad. Oh. You understand? So happy Leon's finally. This Saturday night, UFC yeah. fight night, Edwards versus Muhammad. I'm sorry. I just wanted to sound like, like a judge. You're right. Ashley Yoder, Angela Hill. Uh, great opening fight, Eric Anders against Darren Stewart. A great card. And uh, yeah, we will see you guys, uh, I guess, see you in a few days. Matt, I'll talk to you. All right. Love you, buddy. I right, love you, pal. Bye, guys. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.